Hello and welcome to the Nourish Practice podcast, a podcast focused on all things intuitive eating, intuitive movement and helping you heal your relationship to food while moving away from diet culture in hopefully a nice relaxed way. There'll be a mixture of solo episodes and guest interviews. Any topics you would like included just send me a DM on Instagram at Nourish Practice and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello everybody and welcome back to this episode of the podcast. So this week I'm talking all about reasons you may struggle with exercise and the main thing I want to talk about a little bit is your why and your motivation to exercise. So if you know me in real life or if you follow me on Instagram you might have seen that I am a qualified personal trainer and even though I studied on a very weight-centric course so focused primarily on weight loss in your clients we still talked about the why why is the most important thing? For example, a lot of clients will come and say, I want to lose X amount of weight. And if you take it on face value, you just help them lose that weight. But in theory, on their vein of thinking at least, that weight would not stay off because they haven't tapped into their why. So often it would be to look good on holiday, to look good for a certain event. These sort of ideas that are much deeper. And the reason we learn that is because once you tap into that, you can use it for quote-unquote motivation. Now although I don't follow that train of thought anymore, I'm a weight inclusive trainer and health at every size advocate. Um, It's still the same idea that why is one of the most important things you can consider when it comes to movement and to exercise. So one of the things I tend to find for example is I enjoy running very leisurely and I used to compete compete not really the word um I used to be involved in races so half marathons 10ks etc I would sign up run the race get a nice little medal um get that little serotonin boost and I love the atmosphere but a lot of the time maybe I'd wake up and just not feel great on the day or for example when you're training for something like half marathon you have to do a certain amount of training runs that are quite long quite tedious um and often on very cold mornings now because you don't want to train often they feel like a bit of a slog and they just they don't feel great and because of that I don't tend to do a lot of organized runs anymore however when I've had a long day or I've been on the laptop for hours I feel absolutely great running the exact same distance but on my terms to go for that run and the the only thing that's changed is the why I'm no longer doing it because I have to I'm doing it because oh this will feel great afterwards oh it'll give me a little bit of headspace it'll help me listen to a podcast and just not really think about the work I'm doing things like that so the only thing that has changed is the why and I mentioned it a little bit last time in intuitive eating you have tools not rules and exercise is combined within that framework and if you think of exercise as a tool to help your body you need to think about the intention behind using it as a tool and the first thing I want you to think about is are you shoulding and I don't think that's a word, I'll look it up. Um, But are you doing exercise because you think you should? Because you've been told to, because you have to, not because you want to. And often when we think of what should, we gravitate to traditional forms of exercise. I should be running, I should be doing a hit class, I should be at the gym. Whereas when we think about what we want to do, we may be doing very non-conventional things that still count as movement. So here's an exercise see what I did there. Um, Write down the benefits you want from exercise that don't relate to how your body looks. So this can be increased cardio health, be stronger, be able to run around with your kids, be able to keep up with friend or family member. Maybe it is to just feel better in your 
you know, health, maybe it's a mental health reason, but just relate those things. And when it comes to things like to be stronger, although it relates to your body and your strength, it's not on how your body looks. Strength doesn't have a look. So just note down things that you want from exercise. Maybe make a little list, whether it's physical or mental. Now I want you to think about how you're currently moving your body or how you think you should be moving your body if you're struggling to move it currently. Is there a crossover? Is it a Venn diagram or are they completely distinct list? Do you want cardio benefits, mental health to feel great, but you're doing a form of exercise that makes you feel horrible because you're told you should? Do you want to get stronger, but you're running for miles because apparently that's the best way to burn X amount of calories? How are they going to cross over? And one thing that I always think of um, is the idea of layers. As Shrek famously said, onions have layers, just like ogres. Um, so does our why. So often, and again, it's an exercise you can maybe write down and, or just do a little bit mentally. If you think about why you're currently exercising, you might be thinking to feel fitter. Full stop, done. But if you dig a little deeper, why do you want to feel fitter? Because I want to do this because I don't want to do this. And often, and it can be shocking to a lot of people, it will dial back down to your weight or your image. Even if you've been raised in a family maybe that are worried about weight, or you've just seen diet culture all around, and actually your why is, I don't want to gain weight. And that's okay. I know it could feel like, I feel a little, I didn't think I was that into diet culture anymore. I didn't think I had weight stigma. I've moved away from it. But sometimes it's ingrained. It takes a while to get rid of. And it's just noticing this and reconsidering and rethinking about that why and really digging down into what'll be your why from now on. But really go through those layers as you need to. Um, I was once given the example of someone wanting to lose X amount of weight and it was because they wanted to look a certain way at a family reunion. Okay, that's the why. But you dig deeper, why do you want to look good? Because they feel inadequate compared to their family. Why? Do you see the layers that you can get down to? And it is not a therapy session, but it really will affect how you see exercise, how you see movement and how you see your body. Some other things to consider when it comes to exercise and your movement, they're a little more surface level. So first things first, are you eating enough? I know, but I am a nutritionist after all. If you are under fueling, then you're not going to have the energy you need to move into exercise and you're going to feel like you just don't have enough in the tank. Now, your brain runs on carbohydrates. So if, for example, you are going low carb or you're fasting and then you're trying to do a really hard workout, your brain will be taking any of that nutrient just to run. Your body will be running at base level. It's not going to have excess to fuel your muscles. That's why you get things like brain fog and a little bit of headaches sometimes if you're trying to run on empty. And whether that's because of a diet or you're just maybe under fueling as a whole, it will affect your ability to exercise and how you feel exercising as well. Number two, how is your stress level? And I know easier said than done to reduce your stress, but stress from other activities will affect your want to exercise and also how you feel doing it. Now, I know exercise can be a great remedy for stress. I mean, hello, I'm a martial arts teacher. I see people take out their stress on a punch bag on a weekly basis, um, but sometimes it just isn't the right to meet it I've done many yoga class where your brain has just got a lot going on what's called monkey mind and in theory that class is your chance to step away from that but actually in reality that isn't what happens and sometimes you need to deal with those external stresses and exercise isn't the best form to do it and only you know what works for you
Third thing, are you rested enough? And whether that's sleep, whether it's taking time out, whether that's recovery from exercise, if you are not rested enough, not only will you not feel great, not work at your best, but you'll have increased maybe risk of injury, which will have you not feeling great if you have to take time out. Now, often people actually over-exercise, and that's sometimes what leads to the hesitancy to exercise. And so actually taking more rest will be better for you. And that's actually shown that if you think, oh, I need a rest, I need a day off, and you cut a session, actually, you will feel better in the long run. That self-compassion links to increased motivation and improved health behaviours, and studies have shown this. Um, so actually taking that, that rest day and being a little more self-compassionate might be good for you in the long run. Number four, you have other commitments. Now, if you know me in real life, um, I try and be super positive. But one thing I have a real gripe with in the fitness industry is a lot of very young fitness professionals talking about lack of motivation, lack of discipline and people not wanting it enough, especially if they are working in a gym, training all day, are sponsored athletes or paid to work out. Or for a lot of them, for example, with meal companies will have half of their daily meals provided to them and they are paid to promote them. They do not have a nine to five. They do not have dependents. And they're basically being paid to work out. And then they will turn to you and say, you are not motivated enough. Now, to me, I really disagree with that. And I am childless <laughs> in my early 20s. So I don't have a lot of commitments, very luckily. I still struggle to work out sometimes, to move, to exercise. I can appreciate that if you've got a family, if you've got dependents, if you've got a really stressful job, the list goes on. Finding that time and carving it out can be hard. And then if you find a little bit of you time in a very busy day, then taking that time out to exercise is even harder. You may be running at empty. And then if you go, oh, I've got to run a 10K, I've got to smash a workout. That person on Instagram just smashed out 50 burpees in a workout. Why can't I do that? Your life is very different and you've got to find what works for you and not hold yourself to that standard. Really appreciate what you have going on. The fifth thing, which kind of tags on a little bit, are you thinking all or nothing? Are you going 60 minute hit session or bust? Are you thinking that walk to the shops didn't count because my watch didn't start automatically counting it? I didn't click start on my exercise timer. I didn't measure the distance. All movement counts. And I'll say that again. All movement counts. Now, we often think of exercise as one thing. But especially recently, there's been a real drive and it's been great to see in the fitness community of if you've got a busy day, hoovering your whole house, you work up a sweat. If you're dancing around the living room, if you're playing with your kids, if you're doing anything that involves movement, it still counts. It doesn't have to be a set amount of time to get that heart rate up. It can be whatever feels good, whatever movement is nice and intuitive. Or maybe it's just what helps clear your mind. You, if you're moving, it helps. And then the last thing, which, again, is coming from a little bit of a place of privilege, so take it as you need. And if you think, you know what, that doesn't work for me right now, feel free to move on. Are you wearing clothes that no longer serve you? And, again, it comes from a place of being able to, luckily, buy new clothes if I need to but I know many people either wear slightly ill-fitting clothes that are too big and say oh when I'm smaller when I've lost weight I'll buy nice I'll buy clothes that make me feel good or vice versa people maybe gain a little bit of weight or their body shape changes and they go I'm going to exercise until I fit back into these 
And both of those are just not great mindsets when it comes to movement. You want to feel good and feel your best. Maybe it's finding some secondhand clothes. Maybe it's swapping with friends. But finding something that makes you feel good is always going to boost your want to exercise and want to move. So just have a little think about that. Your clothes need to serve you, not the other way around. And let's be honest, size labels in most modern shops don't really work anyway. (laughs) They're all a little all over the place. And now a little bit of a an energetic a physical body scan and if you are relaxing somewhere seated you can maybe close the eyes or find a comfortable position. Maybe you're on a walk and you just take this little mental check-in. But um this is a, a device that some people find really useful when they are approaching exercise, maybe in the morning, maybe before exercising. I often use it at the start of a yoga class just for people to, to check in. So taking that moment to to pause I want you to start with your head sounds weird but check in how it's feeling is there any tension in there have you got a bit of a headache any sort of brain fog is it feeling heavy any tightness in the back of the neck let's start moving down the body how's the shoulders feeling is there a lot of tension or are they nice and relaxed are they close to your ears or are they down the backs of the arms the top of the back Moving into the spine, the lower back, we sometimes get a little bit of pain there. Moving into the back of the legs, the hips, any tightness, any sensations. Down the hamstrings, all the way to the ankles and the feet. I know sometimes we hold a little bit of tension in our ankles and our feet, it's very common. So seeing how they're feeling. Is there any difference in sensation in the right and the left hand side of your body? And you can make this super slow if you want to, working your way down that little bit of a scan. Maybe it's a little faster and you just focus in on any areas of tension. Something else that I always like to check in at the start of a yoga class is how are you feeling energetically and mentally as well as physically? Because sometimes our body might feel absolutely fine, but you know what, energetically we're a little low today. That practice needs to be a little more gentle. We need a slow walk rather than a run. Or maybe energetically you feel great, but mentally there's a lot going on. You've got a lot on your brain. And you need that little bit of intention. So again, just finding where am I at? Where's my body at? And it may be that physically you just a little tight, a little pain, a little sensation. And actually what you thought would serve you today won't. And you need something more gentle. Maybe physically you feel great, energetically you feel great, and something a bit more vigorous is is going to serve you today, and that's absolutely fine. But just taking that moment to check in can be really good, not only to see where you're at, see where your body's at, but tune in a little more, get that awareness that comes with that intuition. Now that you know where the body's at, um, some other tips slash tricks. You know your why, you're all good, but how can you enjoy movement or exercise a little more? First things first, make it social. I love meeting up with friends to work out and often my mum's free, we'll go to a yoga class together and she really enjoys it. Um, Not only does it help me go, it helps them go. Um, And for example, I have some free like kids tennis courts near me and I have to go there and use it as a chance to catch up with a friend. Or I'll go for a long walk with coffee and that's how I'll catch up. And I really enjoy that being outside, being social while actually moving. It doesn't need to be vigorous. Again, just... A little bit of social time going for a walk. Number two, 
music or if you don't really like music, podcasts are a great shout. Nothing gets you in the mood to work out like your favourite hype song or your favourite musicals playlist. But they do really make a difference depending on what you're doing. And I know for me personally, podcasts are great if I'm working out or especially running something that's quite long form. I really enjoy listening to that sort of stuff. Especially something more comedy based um, for me is my favourite. So have a bit of a play around, see what works for you. Third thing, remove trackers if they don't serve you. Now, again, if you're doing some sort of specific plan, you're trying to run a certain distance, increase a certain weight for strength, etc. Great, track those numbers. But if you don't need them, don't necessarily use them or make that really sustained effort to not notice them. For example, I use my Apple Watch when I'm working out. I often use that just to see time spent or often puts my phone on do not disturb which I find really useful sometimes I'll look at my cardio health or if I'm running I'll look at my pace because sometimes I like to push the pace a little bit now at no point do I look at calories or things like that that just doesn't matter to me and for example I don't use things like Strava where it's really metric heavy um, and it feels a little comparative so if it doesn't serve me I don't use it if you like to hit 10,000 steps and that makes you feel great use your watch if actually not meeting 10,000 a day feels horrible, maybe just either don't use the watch or don't look at that function. Try and make that effort. Number four, try something new. Now, it sounds really easy, but if you don't like a certain type of exercise, chances are you're not going to do it. And you might be thinking, oh, dancing's not for me. Oh, tennis isn't for me. Oh, football isn't for me. Whatever it is. But until you try, you never know. And I think there's a real culture of being great at something but I personally I can vouch uh, again having worked as a PT martial artist etc I am absolutely terrible at so many sports so many forms of movement and I'm absolutely fine with that in fact I find it quite funny um, so take that chance to be a beginner try something new it might be your next passion it might be something that sets your soul alive as it were um, maybe like me and many other people I spoke to, you try a yoga class and down the line you're a yoga teacher. You never know how these things start and it's that first step that really makes the difference. And the last thing, and again, might sound a bit, ugh. so your choice, take it or leave it. Give yourself a pat on the back. And I know it's like, oh, small wins, but really, if you do a class you're worried about, well done. If you found some time in the morning before work and you're not a morning person and you do the class, great. Maybe you find a team sport where you have that metric of a trophy or a league place. Humans thrive on achievement. Give yourself those little gold stars. Give yourself that well done. It really does help that feedback loop and helps you. I want to do this again. I feel great. I've, I've achieved something. Even if it's just, I went for a five minute walk today. Think back to lockdown. For many of us, that was our only achievement of the day is we did our little walk and it felt great. So maybe set really small goals which sound a bit silly of like oh I walked down the road and back or I know runners who they run 500 meters I did it I ran 500 meters I did it I did a kilometer 5k 10k these are races but you, you know what what will make you feel good maybe I ran for one whole minute without stopping it's much harder than it sounds you've achieved something set yourself those small goals they'll help you keep going now, I know all this can sound a little sort of blasé of, 
oh yes, just don't care about what you're doing and it'll be fine. Just don't don't focus on the numbers. But actually, as you start to take the pressure off, often you'll find you'll do it more and do it more out of fun. I always remark that it's quite interesting that um in our high school, every single person who was not really into PE and being marked and sort of given really instant feedback about how great or terrible we were doing, we all love exercise now. A lot of us work in the profession. A lot of us do it out of enjoyment and love. Whereas the people that thrive maybe in that environment don't necessarily do it anymore because they don't have that real pressure. And actually, once we had the pressure taken off, we really enjoy it. And we find intuitively it works more. And if you've been hounding yourself and making yourself feel absolutely terrible for not moving, what's the harm if you take that pressure off? If the pressure's on and it's making you paralyzed, not moving, you you haven't done anything, you're in such a mental battle with yourself about exercise, take the pressure off. What's going to happen? The worst thing is you do, nothing changes. But then you're exactly where you are now. At least you've tried. So I would give it, give it a little bit of a try. And as always, some thought exercises to finish. So first things first, what do you count as exercise? Is a walk just down the road and back? Is that exercise to you? Is dancing around your house exercise? What do you consider exercise? What meets your threshold? Number two, if you were to take a week off exercise completely, how would it leave you feeling? And there's no repercussions. Would you feel great? Would you think, oh, my body finally gets a rest? I can finally not have to wake up early. I feel a little more rested. Would you feel guilty? Would you feel like, oh no, now I have to think about what I eat? Is that intrinsic to you? How do you feel? And then last thing, maybe make a list of some of the forms of exercise you've always wanted to try, even if they're a little out there. For example, you've got things like kayaking, climbing, salsa dancing, maybe you've got a dancer inside you. Maybe it's something like long jump, maybe it's curling, maybe it's a team sport, maybe it's something slightly obscure, maybe it's something like Quidditch. Make a list of anything you've always wanted to try. And maybe you slowly start working your way through that list. Just seeing what works for you. And then before I leave you on those nice little pondering thoughts, um, as I mentioned, I am a martial arts teacher, yoga teacher. Um, I like to help people find movement that works for them. And if you'd be interested in working with me on that, um, alongside or as a separate entity to any nutrition work, do just send me a message. Um, I'm always open for a chat and a free little discovery call. Have a lovely rest of your day.